Hey, everybody, as we close out this week of shows, I just want to say thank you to all of you who have been listening and to those of you who have been giving to support this show. It means so much to me, and I didn't think by starting a podcast that anyone would listen. So thank you for listening. If you are interested in coming to a live event that I'm putting on, I have two events coming up this spring, one in East Lansing, Michigan, and one in Toledo, Ohio. Also thinking about some other cities. So keep your eye out on joannawhaley.com. You can also keep your eye out on Friday, February 9th. I have a brand new EP coming out called the Freedom EP, just in time for the Easter and Lent season. Today, we're rounding out our series on the song Never Leave, which is one of my tracks on the Good Gifts album. And today we're talking about reconstruction. Enjoy. As a younger evangelical pastor, it was always kind of sold to me that any type of Christianity other than the one that my church endorsed was heretical, was a type of Christianity you couldn't trust, or or, or really was a path to hell. And there was no brand of Christianity that was more demonized in my old church spaces than progressive Christianity. Honestly, I heard so many things and there were many people that said it would be better to not believe at all than to believe in the tenets of progressive Christianity. Now that sounds pretty extreme, but, but it really is how we were taught to navigate this idea of progressive theology. And and really, it all circled around this idea that you couldn't be loving and include the LGBTQ community. Now, loving maybe is a bit of a harsh word, but you couldn't be inclusive to the LGBTQ community and be Christian. But over the years, and as I've talked about in this episode, I really have divin dove into some really intense issues from my past. And I promise there's nothing that makes it on this podcast or show without me really having worked through it. I'm thankful for therapy that has got me through a lot of the junk that I've shared through on this podcast. But today what I want to do is keeping in mind where I've been, where I personally went on my journey as a young pastor, and to where I came to completely deconstructing my faith as we talked about on yesterday's show. And if you haven't listened to it, I do suggest going back and listening probably to this whole week's worth of episodes in the Never Leave series. But today I want to talk about this idea of reconstruction. I, I love there's this idea um, that uh, is in this wonderful book I love. It's called uh, Queer Religiosities. And uh, there's this uh, idea called a hermeneutic of suspicion. I love this. It's this idea or this theological framework and this way of outworking your faith 
ideas into reality to be suspicious. And, And that really sums up what my deconstruction was. If I were to put a more theological term to deconstruction, I would call it a hermeneutic of suspicion. Looking at what we believe in our faith system and asking ourselves a question, is this working for me anymore? Is this working for those I love any longer? And I think it's a fair question to be asking because if we really look at our lives and we look at who we love in our world, Are we able to spiritually pivot to continue to love ourselves and those in our world? So if we can look at our own faith system with suspicion and love and reverence, can we find our way to a better spiritual life? I really, in my process of trying to understand my own Christianity and beliefs, I stumbled across this idea, again, that I was told I shouldn't ever explore, but this idea of progressive Christianity. And it it just really opened my eyes that with all the denominations of Christianity out there, that there is a part and a denomination and a sect of this faith system that I have loved for so long that is suspicious of what it's been taught and still at its core practices the love that I fell in love with in the first place. I want to share today with you some of the tenets of what's known as progressive Christianity. I'm only going to share five, and in some circles, there's more. And I may add, I'm going to add some of my own thoughts and, and ideas here as we go. But progressive Christianity really has helped me to love myself more, to love those around me more, and to ultimately have more reverence and awe for God. And aren't these the things we want from somebody? Aren't these the things we want from ourselves spiritually? The first kind of like pillar of progressive Christianity is the belief that following the ways and teaching of Jesus can lead us to experiencing sacredness, wholeness, and unity of all life, even as we recognize that the Spirit moves in beneficial ways in many faith traditions. Some will immediately start throwing up red flags because what I'm saying here and what progressive Christianity is saying here is that we can actually accept other faith traditions and see the divine. One of my favorite uh, authors is uh, Richard Rohr. He's a Catholic priest and he wrote this book called The Universal Christ. And I love this book because it really helps us understand a bigger God, a bigger Jesus than we ever knew before. He uses this term, the cosmic Christ. Seeing God on a bigger level than we ever did before is one of the most beautiful things we could do. I love to think about 
how big God is. And having this idea that I can accept other traditions has helped me see God in a bigger way. Another one is the Sikh community of that is inclusive of all people, honoring differences in theological perspective, age, race, sexual orientation, gender identity or expression, class or ability. Really, it is all. You'll see it sometimes in churches. All are welcome. But does that mean all? It doesn't. All are welcome to lead. All are welcome to serve in these in these types of progressive Christian environments. And that to me was really obviously because I'm a transgender woman that really helped me to fall in love with this way of understanding the divine. Another one, to strive for peace and justice among all people. Knowing that behaving with compassion and selfless love towards one another is the fullest expression of what we believe. So often, and it's a sad reality, the single most insane amount of hatred that I personally experience is from Christians. And the thing is, is that I want to love these people. When Jesus, the figure of the faith that I understand, was being nailed to a cross, he did not condemn those who were killing him, but loved them and said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's the posture I want to take in my faith journey and understand fully that I can live in a way that accepts anyone's idea, live in a way that is is pursuing justice and peace, even to those who are throwing a rock at me. Another one is to embrace the insights of contemporary science and strive to protect the earth and ensure its integrity and sustainability. This right here says more than caring for climate change, which is a real thing, by the way. Sorry if I'm breaking that news to you. But understanding that science has a place at the table and it was a divine creation that if you look deeply into the science of anything, there's so many unknowns because it is divine and it is sacred. Everything on earth can be sacred. And that's what I love about this tradition, this tradition that I thought was new, but it's been around a long time. But here's the fifth and the fifth one, last one that I'll share today. And I love this one. It's to commit to a path of lifelong learning, believing that there's more value in questioning than in absolutes. Oh, it's beautiful. In the Jewish tradition and with some of my Jewish friends and brothers and sisters, and they, they say, and I love this, 
is in their tradition, where Christianity stems from, that scripture is a launching point and never the destination. I love viewing my faith this way. To say, here's something that maybe the Bible says or, or this tradition says about ABC. And let's start here and not just say, hey, let's have this big, long conversation to get back to what this verse says. No, let's use it as a beginning. Because if we use scripture and sacred text as our starting point, that is where we can find the new that God and the divine is always orchestrating around us. This is what we would call um, uh, process theology. Process theology is something that I love and I have just completely uh, fought, fought for in my own spirit. I fought against the ideas that I can't change my mind. Process theology says that if what I believe today better not be the exact same in 10 years. If, if I go 10 years and my mind never changes about something, there's something wrong with my theology and my faith in God. Discovering something new about God shouldn't, shouldn't be a failure, but it should be a victory. It should be an exploration of the cosmic universal Christ who set all of this in motion. So whatever you believe today, you don't have to believe anything that I've said today, but understand that it exists and it's how I have rebuilt my faith. If you are someone who needs support and you are trying to figure out what do I do next with my faith, I'm here to listen. You can go to joannawhaley.com and go to the contact tab and I would be happy to talk and listen and I guess pastor you through this moment of your life. This has been a production of Whaley Media. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you next week.